Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. Ooh, my voice just did something weird. Welcome back to another episode. I am just back from my Europe trip, which... I did a week in Dublin, Ireland, and then a little bit of time in Portugal with a couple of friends, and then I went to visit Jamie's family in England. I had such a beautiful time, and I was feeling so at peace and so content with just my life recently. I feel like it's interesting because a few of the places that I visited while I was on my trip are places that I've been before. In fact, everything except for one of the places I've been before, and it was really healing in a way because I had been to each of these places that I visited at various points of my journey. And I just remembered, you know, some of the feelings that I had the last time that I was there because it has been a while. So I think the last time that I was in Dublin and Portugal was in 2015. And that was kind of just at the beginning of a lot of my I guess, mental health struggles that I was having. I began to struggle with anxiety in late university. And that was kind of around the time that I was in Europe as well, because I went on exchange and then did a little bit of traveling during that time. And I think it just made me feel really grateful for how far I've come. And, you know, the life that I've cultivated, ultimately, I'm I remember feeling so lost when I was there last because it was towards the end of my university career, as I mentioned, and just the uncertainty that I was feeling with my future and some of the feelings that I was navigating in terms of feeling so disconnected from the career path that I was on and just ultimately disconnected from many different aspects of my life. Now, don't get me wrong. Those were some really, really good times when I was in Europe back in 2015, but at the same time. I just remember the headspace that I was in and some of the feelings of loneliness and feelings of being lost that I was navigating and really loneliness within myself. I wasn't really connected to myself or friends with myself at all. I didn't like being alone. And anyhow, going back in a completely different headspace and seeing people that I hadn't seen in years and reconnecting with people that I fell out of touch with, it was the best word I can use for it is healing. And it made me feel so grateful for the people in my life. And I just think that for me, connection is like one of the most important things and prioritizing friendships and prioritizing, you know, 
I guess just staying connected with people and staying connected with family and also not assuming that people I've fallen out of touch with maybe for years wouldn't still be interested in reconnecting. There was a group of friends that I made when I was on exchange in France that I hadn't seen for like honestly probably 10 years and I just said, hey guys, I'm going to be in Dublin if any of you are around. A bunch of them live there so if you want to reconnect. And so many of them reached out and were like, oh my gosh, thanks for sending this. And we reconnected. It was so much fun. But I think even just a couple of years ago, I would have felt like, oh, well, I guess like everybody kind of moves on with their life. Maybe I'll just leave it. And so it was really a good lesson for me to maintain those connections and reach out to people. And again, it was just, I don't know how to describe it other than saying that. And it made me realize just how important that aspect of my life is. I've been having a lot of reflections recently on friendship and quality over quantity and really prioritizing that because I think platonic love is so important and in my opinion, maybe a bit undervalued in society. That could be just from my own lens. Platonic and familial love and connection for me has become such a paramount part of my life as well as romantic partnership, but I have talked before about how I feel like the general narrative that I had was, you know, transitioning into adulthood and transitioning out of university and that kind of environment. It was about prioritizing things like career path and finding a long-term partner and kind of settling down. And because of that, I think I subconsciously didn't prioritize friendships as much as I would have liked. But just having the realization that it's never too late and I've been so grateful to be able to reconnect with friends that I've had for years and yeah, a very healing experience and like I said, to be back in places where at one point in my life I was having a lot of, I guess just like the best way I can put it is just feeling very lost and now going back to those places and feeling really good about the life that I've created and for me this is just a testament to a lot of what we talk about on this podcast about creating a reality that feels really good and creating a reality that I feel purposeful in and that I feel happy ultimately and joyful and I am excited to be alive and really it sounds so simple but this feeling of being excited to be alive And being excited to wake up and just being at a very base level content with my life, it is, I would say, a new experience for me within the last couple of years. So that feels really good and feels really validating to be in that place. One announcement before we get into today's episode, which is that I launched the Design Your Character audio experience a couple of weeks ago, and that's been going very well. I've had a lot of good feedback. Basically, it's a different way to explore Design Your Character aside from the Notion template and the free resources here and on YouTube and on TikTok that I've created around this theme of Design Your Character. And so I created basically an audio meditation experience as well as a questionnaire, which is designed to kind of prime the mind before going into the audio experience. I created that questionnaire because I feel like sometimes when I'm listening to a meditation and a question comes up like, okay, bring to mind what it is that you desire. I just have a hard time 
bringing that into mind and I feel like it takes me out of that meditative state because I'm trying to think about what I desire and so the priming questionnaire was designed to kind of at least just kind of get those creative juices flowing with respect to what will be addressed or what will be explored in the meditation so it's kind of a two-part experience and just like design your character the notion template i brought a group of people through the experience had them provide feedback had them provide any improvements that they would like to see and then i launched that like i said just a couple of weeks ago so if you're interested that will be included in the show notes But for today's episode, we have another coffee chat style conversation. I want to talk about moving to a new city because I've received a number of DMs in the last little while about this topic, which makes me think that it would be worthwhile to explore it a little further. So what we'll do in this episode is I'll share a little bit about my experiences moving to new cities and then talk about some of the themes that I've navigated as I've done so. And then finally, I'll share some of your responses from the Instagram story sticker because there were a lot. So yeah, I think this conversation is worth having. And also the thing, the reason I wanted to talk about this, I guess, is because I feel like a former version of me really romanticized moving to new cities, traveling abroad, living abroad, making drastic life changes. And the current version of me still loves all those things. But I think when I was really romanticizing all of that, and I think it's very romanticized on social media as well as like pick up and leave your life and start over or whatever it may be. The quote that always comes to mind for me is wherever you go, there you are. And I definitely have experienced at various points in my life, this theme of escapism, of getting to a point in a city or in a situation that for me, I only see getting physically out of that environment as being the only solution. And since I've moved to Vancouver and kind of settled down a little bit, I've realized that there is also value in kind of making peace with your environment. And the other kind of aspect of this conversation is that I want to normalize and validate the struggles of making big life changes and moving to new places and being away from family and friends because it can be really hard. And I don't know how much that side of things is discussed. Now, obviously, I'm a big fan of change and transformation, but I'm also a big fan of, you know, being realistic and sharing that it hasn't always been easy and it's not presently always the easiest because, as we'll talk about, like, I do find it very challenging to be away from specifically my family as well as Jamie's family. I guess what I'm trying to say here is to not have any family within, you know, a driving radius is challenging for me. And I'll be honest in saying that. And although I absolutely adore the city that I live in, I do have probably like every six months, every six months, excuse me, we're a little rusty, um, just kind of this crisis of like, is this where I want to be? Do I want to raise my kids in a place where I don't have any family, any immediate family, I should say. So we're going to start off by kind of giving you my timeline and my history of 
moving to new cities, whether that's short-term or long-term. So my first experience moving away was to go to university. I grew up in a really small town and my kind of response to some of the challenges that I was feeling that were associated with having grown up in a small town was like to get as far away as possible. So I ended up going to university about six hours away from where I grew up, which at the time felt very far. And then I went on exchange also. So I spent a period of time by myself abroad while I was in university. And then I came back to Ottawa. I finished out my degree there. And then shortly after that, I again moved away for a period of time to Thailand and then I came back to Ontario where I'm from, lived at home for a couple of months while I got my bearings and then moved to Vancouver. So that's kind of the track record that I have personally. So the first theme that I want to touch on with respect to this experience of moving around and kind of transforming and making big life changes is loneliness. The reason I wanted to start there is because that would probably be the biggest theme across all of these moves that I've made. And I would say that the moves have all been inspired by a desire for change and growth and, you know, change of environment, to be honest. And while that was so powerful in so many different ways for my growth, and I'll get into that in a minute, the loneliness that I've felt in doing, in making these different changes has been profound. There was a period when I was, when I went away to university, I would say for my first year, that was probably the loneliest that I've ever felt because on one hand, it's the first time that I'm really away from home in a, in a substantial way. And the other aspect is The friendships, I would say, that I made in that phase of my life were very centered around some of the habits that I was trying to outgrow, so partying, alcohol, etc. And so there's also a loneliness in certain types of friendships because I would say during that phase, you know, primarily in my first year of university when I was really just learning about myself and trying to navigate being away from home and being in a completely new environment, new learning environment, etc., was I kind of carried with me this theme of building friendships upon a version of myself that felt very inauthentic, if that makes sense. So the predominant focus for me in first year was partying and having fun and going out and drinking. And a lot of my friendships were kind of built around that. And on top of that, I feel like when I was younger, I really felt like I had to alter myself in order to fit in. And that followed me into university to the point where I began to realize that the depth of connection wasn't there. And despite having a circle of friends in that first year, I felt very isolated and felt very alone. And it wasn't until that point that I realized the importance of connection and the importance of even family. You know, it kind of takes being away from that and being away from those connections to realize how important they are. And 
as time went on in university, I began to form some really solid connections and people that I still am in touch with to this day, some of my closest friends. But it kind of took me being at that opposite side of the spectrum where I had formed so many friendships based on a version of me that felt very far away from who I wanted to be that I eventually had to kind of take some space from that and almost be comfortable being more solitary in order to begin to redefine the type of connections that I actually wanted to make. Along with the theme of loneliness at various points of, you know, moving away and going abroad, I would also say that I derived value out of being lonely in certain ways and I wouldn't ever really want to go back to some of the the phases that I had been in of feeling very lonely, but I can see kind of the value in being by myself in certain situations. So when I went on exchange by myself to Europe and didn't really know anyone there, or when I went by myself to Thailand to teach English and didn't really know anyone there, again, experienced some of the most profoundly lonely periods of my life, especially in Thailand, but very healing in different ways because I I had to be with myself. I had to make it comfortable for myself and I had to get to know myself. And I also had to learn about putting myself out there and being in a situation where, you know, you you have to put in effort to make friends. And there isn't necessarily that ease of environment and the structure of school or work necessarily to facilitate that friendship making process or or facilitate making connection. So that's kind of the first theme for me is that feeling of loneliness in moving to a new city and in trying to form new connections. And sometimes the connections that we form when we move to a new place or not even necessarily when we move to a new place, but sometimes they're built upon this version of us that we either are trying to move away from or we feel is not representative of what we really value, for example. And that can be a very lonely experience. And at the same time, I will say that for me, some of the loneliest chapters of my life have been very transformational and I can really see the value in being taken out of my comfort zone ultimately and being really alone, I would say. But at the same time, I don't want to, I guess I reached a point where I thought that it was necessary that I had to do that in order to grow was to be removed from certain environments. And like I said, I've kind of shifted that way of thinking because I feel like even when I was in Europe visiting friends, for me, it almost feels more vulnerable to have to navigate some of the things, some of the struggles that I go through or whatever with people in my life. And that for me is kind of a new challenge is to say, okay, I don't need to take myself out of this environment in order to grow or to transform. What if I just transformed in this environment and trusted that the people that are going to stay in my life and that love me will support this transformation. I guess that's another theme that we could move into is transformation. 
I would say that I I can never really know this to be true for sure, but I do very much feel that getting out of certain environments, like I said, it's not always the right answer for me, but I will say that there are, I guess there's one specific example that I think it has been very supportive of my growth. And that is moving away from the place that I grew up in. I think the version of me that would have, I guess like the, the track that I was on isn't one that I necessarily felt super connected to when I was in that environment and broadening my worldview and broadening the type of connections that I had and getting some exposure to different ways of thinking because like I said I grew up in a small town and I just felt kind of trapped at times and so for me getting out of that environment I would say was very helpful to my growth and to my transformation but then also I think something I don't know if this is going to resonate with people probably only people who grew up in a small town I would say or like a kind of a place where everyone knows everything about you and each other and there are certain narratives about certain things that feel maybe a bit limiting, etc. is I also reached a point where I realized that I could have a good relationship with the place that I grew up in and I didn't have to see it as this like basically prison because that's where my family is. That's where so many of my friends are. And I can shift my relationship with it. I'm so grateful that I was able to have a different experience and move away from some of the thought patterns that I had when I was living there and some of the behaviors, I guess, that I was like the person that I was being when I was there wasn't really who I wanted to be. And I only realized that when I left. But at the same time, now I'm in a place where. I love to go back and I think I talked about this in the friendship episode where I bought into this narrative at one point in my life where it's like you move away and you cut everyone out and you go on to bigger and better things and I also saw that a lot in the spiritual community which was like when you transform you will lose a lot of people and I actually began to question that and Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. See the value in long-term connection, especially with people that I grew up with, and not make this assumption that just because I was growing and moving on from certain ways of being and expanding my mindset that other people weren't doing that same thing and not making this assumption that it's not possible to do all those things to grow and to thrive and to transform in a certain environment because I don't want to always have to leave if I feel like I'm at a point where my growth is kind of plateauing. I want to be able to find ways to stay connected to community And I can't really, I'm not articulating this well, but I think it comes back to the fear of being seen trying something new. So for instance, when I first started my social media journey, I was very self-conscious of anyone from like my hometown seeing what I was doing. And I've begun to realize that's because I feel vulnerable in that transformation process and I find it easier to like remove myself from environments to transform and then to come back and that feels like it's rooted in this fear that people won't accept that evolution of me but I've really begun to heal that and begun to realize that again I don't always need to physically change locations or physically remove myself from a certain environment in order to have that transformation experience. I can actually trust and lean into the quality of connection that I have in my life that again, the people that are meant to be there will accept every version of me. I think that's like a very specific fear, but maybe other people feel that way too. And I'm not saying that getting out of certain environments can't be helpful, but I think when it's framed as like the only solution, I, I've i begun to realize that that for me is a bit of escapism, just for me personally. Okay, the next thing that I want to explore is guilt. Now, we're starting to transition more into the territory of a specific challenge for me about moving away, which is family. I am very close with my family. I have three siblings and I'm very close with my parents and it never used to bother me as much or I I didn't find it as hard when I was younger being away from them as I do now and a theme for me that I, I struggle with to be honest is this feeling of guilt of you know, you love a place so much and you love living in a place, but it's lacking this huge aspect of your life, which is your family. And I do find that challenging. And I was talking to a friend the other day about how she feels that same pressure to, you know, get out there and explore and travel and da-da-da, but she's very close with her family and it is important for her to be physically close to them. I would 
agree with that, that I do find it challenging and I do struggle with the guilt of why am I, why have I made this decision to live in a place that, yes, I absolutely adore from so many different perspectives, but is so far from family. And before I say this, like, I know that my distance, which is about a five hour flight, is not as far as other people. But regardless, I think it's all relative. And I do still find being a substantial distance away from home, regardless of how far that is, I do find that to be challenging. I've kind of accepted that being where I am right now is going to be hard in that respect. And I've prioritized making it work. I go home to see my family quite often. We see Jamie's family fairly often. They come to visit us. We go to visit them. So I've prioritized that in order to make sure that I'm still connecting with my family in different ways. But I don't really have like a solution to this guilt other than for me personally trying to see my family as much as I can and go home as much as I can. But I think the reality for me is as long as I am here, I'll feel not necessarily always that guilt because this is a choice that I'm making and if I'm going to make it, I may as well just accept it. But it's the the heartache really of being away from family and to me, there's not really any real solution other than moving closer, but I know that that would present its own challenges for me personally because it doesn't feel like what I want to do to move back to where I grew up and anywhere that I could visualize myself living that is closer to them would still be quite a drive. So I don't know, in my head, I kind of justify it in that way where it's like, do I want to do a five-hour drive or a five-hour flight and live somewhere that I really, really love and still be able to see them semi-regularly? So the reason I share this is just to validate that it is hard living away from home and it is hard living away from family. And someone said this to me a few years ago and it really continues to stick with me, which is like sometimes the way I see it is it's like a bird away from its nest. There's this lack of like a feeling of comfort at least for me sometimes to feel very far away from what brings me a lot of comfort which is my family and very far away from specifically my parents who you know raised me and cared for me and because I've lived away for so long for the majority of my adult life I've become very independent and I think that's a really positive thing but I also think it's a positive thing to be able to ask for help and to be able to ask for support and because of the lack of physical proximity I think I've just gotten used to not doing that and I find it a little bit hard to ask for help and to lean into the comfort of family even when they're far away so I think the way that that manifested itself in the beginning of living away from home was really a lot of anxiety. That feeling of being out of the nest and being out in the world, although it's fun and exciting and thrilling and you feel that sense of independence, it's also okay to feel a little bit of fear because you're navigating things for the first time on your own 
without being able to rely on the support system that you've relied on for probably the most or the majority of your life. And then the last theme that I kind of wanted to touch on, which I share more about in the friendships episode, and maybe I'll do a part two because that was a very popular episode, is of course forming friendships and forming community and connection. And there are so many different things that come along with moving to a new place with respect to friendships. For example, there was this assumption when I moved to Vancouver because I was kind of in my 20s and not in school and no longer working like in a workplace. I had this assumption that everyone already had their friendships kind of formed and there's this feeling of being an outsider and being behind everyone else. I talk about that a lot in that episode, but that is definitely a big theme for me. And quite honestly, I've just had to accept that that's how I feel, but move towards friendships anyways. And what I've found is so many people are in the same boat. I've talked before about how I used Bumble BFF when I first moved to Vancouver because it was also at the beginning of the pandemic and it was hard to go out and organically make friends. And actually being on there made me realize how many people were in the same boat because there's so many like-minded people who, you know, even in their bios, they say like, just moved here, finding it hard to make friends, would love to connect with like-minded people. And I made one of my closest friendships that I have in Vancouver on Bubble BFF. So I guess my advice with respect to friendships is don't be afraid to put yourself out there and don't undervalue the value of community and connection and friendships. Because for me, especially when I'm in a place that I don't have any family, that's what makes me feel more at home and like it's more of a community. And also give yourself time. For me, I think forming friendships, especially quality friendships, I've realized can take time. It doesn't necessarily have to because I can meet people that I immediately connect with and that's great, but it can take time and it can take effort. And I think of it like dating. Not every single person that I meet with and connect with on a friendship level is going to be someone that I want to keep in my life in a substantial way. And that's okay too. And I would say in the last year or so, I've started to really feel at home where I am because I've prioritized quality friendships. And I've been okay with making friends that maybe I don't connect as deeply with that I still see from here or from time to time. And that's great. And it still feels like more of that community feel because you have a variety of different types of connections. Okay, so let's get into some of your thoughts and some of your responses. I shared this in my Discord group chat and someone gave a response that I thought was so accurate to kind of everything that I've just described. And they said, five years ago, I moved to New York City from a small town. I moved for grad school and I remember at the time feeling grateful for the scaffolding, they called it, of school to meet to allow me to meet new people. Though I did make great friends halfway through the pandemic struck and I was feeling isolated and I remember it being a whole new realm of responsibility to meet slash maintain friendships. I found that I had to confront a lot of fear. The growth that I had was definitely assisted by the cushion of school slash work. Now, I 
really like a few things that they said, which is first of all, the way of framing it as scaffolding of school. So kind of that support system, or like they said, that cushion of school and work to allow us to form those friendships. And then sometimes when we're in a new city and let's say we're working from home or we're not in school anymore, not having that structure can be very lonely. And I also like that they said a whole new realm of responsibility because it does require effort from my perspective and that can feel new when we're used to things being kind of set in place for us in a way. Another person in the group chat kind of echoed with some of the themes that I shared as well saying, I definitely relate to the struggle of meeting new people and cultivating new friendships in a new city and country without the context of school or work. Even with that, I've sort of struggled because it sometimes feels like everyone already has their friendship group in place. So also very curious to hear about navigating friendship slash loneliness in a new place. Another person on Instagram said, dealing with feelings of no new town or place feeling like home. That's a very interesting um, point that I hadn't thought about while I was recording this episode, but it's something I've felt at various times is feeling like I'll never have a place that fully feels like home because anywhere that I really want to live is far away from the people that make my life feel like home, so my family. And then if I were to move back to where my family is, it wouldn't feel, I think it wouldn't feel necessarily 100% right either. So there's that struggle of never really feeling 100% at home. And I remember I posted about this on TikTok at one point and someone said something that I thought was really interesting. I think they said it's like your heart is split between multiple places. And what that means is maybe your heart doesn't feel 100% at home in any one place, which can feel challenging. But at the same time, for me, is maybe a little bit of a nice thing because my heart is spread in so many different places and it's usually based off of the people that are in those places. Another person said, I recently started a new job and started living alone for the first time. I've noticed I feel really disconnected from my personal and social life and it's been a really difficult adjustment. Another one just started grad school in a new city and feeling very lonely all the time. A lot of people kind of in this community are in the same boat and hopefully that feels a little bit consoling to know that you know we're not alone and it's completely normal if you're having these feelings of loneliness and isolation if you're in a new place but also that it can get better and if you really want to be in that new place don't give up because it can get better Another person said, I dislike the feeling of being ungrounded and out of routine when moving to a new place. Yes, I definitely hear that. And what I've realized is it does take time to feel grounded in a new place. And that's why I've kind of shifted away from this, the way that I used to be, which is like, I would move every couple of years and I really craved that change. And I started to realize, actually, this is destabilizing and I need a little bit of stability for a while. Another person said, why do I feel so guilty for moving away from my best friend slash family? I hear you. Like I said, that was one of the major themes of this episode. Another person, how do I even make a big decision like this to move to a new city? That's an interesting question. Um, I'm not, when it comes to big decisions, personally, I usually know what I want to do on a deep level, so maybe I'm not the best person to give advice on making decisions because 
if I have a longing to move somewhere, I'm probably going to eventually do it because that longing I find doesn't usually go away. So when it comes to decisions, I find that's how it works for me. I have a longing to do something. I ignore it. I suppress it for a period of time. I overthink it. And then I always end up making or usually end up making that decision that I initially wanted to make. Another person said, how do I not feel guilty for leaving family if I don't know when I'll move back home? I don't have the answer to that because I struggle with that as well. But I think when I make a decision, I have to accept that there are going to be aspects of it that this is the decision that I'm making. And because of that, I may continue to feel this sense of guilt from being away from my family. But if I want to resolve that guilt, then I'll move. But for now, I just have to kind of find ways to be comfortable with it. And again, for me, doing little visits frequently throughout the year has really helped me to feel like I'm still connecting with them. And you know, of course, there's all the FaceTime and the texting and that kind of thing to stay connected in different ways. Another person said, self-dates are important. Don't stay in because you don't know people. Join clubs. Ooh, I love that advice. Another person, I moved across the country and still haven't made a ton of friends. Don't worry, it took me a long time too, um, but it's never too late. Another person, I'm struggling hard with guilt about leaving my aging parents slash knowing that they need help. You are not alone in that. Another person said, Bumble BFF, cliche, but I got two amazing friends out of it when I moved across the country. Another person, moving to a different city changed slash saved my life and is the best thing I ever did, even when things were at their hardest. You get a chance to be you, free of any previous ideas of you. Wow. I love that. And I love that, you know, we've had a few answers that have been about the challenging sides of things but also to validate that if you want to do it there are so many benefits to doing it and what this person said I believe is true and although I said at the beginning of the episode I've gotten to a point where now I don't want to have to constantly leave somewhere if I want to transform I do really see the value in it and this person put it a really in a way that I really like, which is you get to be you free of any previous ideas of you. And I believe that that for me has been one of the most impactful things is the ability to reinvent yourself. And like I said, although you can do that with the people that already know who you are, it is a little bit more challenging, understandably so. And so even if it's just a short period of time where you can get a break from your environment that is making you feel like you're plateauing let's say and you want to grow away from a former version of you it doesn't have to be permanent and that's kind of the last thing that I'll leave it at is the way that I navigate some of the feelings that we've discussed whether it's guilt or loneliness or whatever it may be is knowing that it doesn't have to be black and white it doesn't have to be permanent if I'm going to make this big decision to move somewhere for a period of time, I'm going to commit to that decision, but I'm going to know that if at any point it doesn't make sense anymore, I can change my mind. So I hope that you found something helpful in this episode. Like I said, it's a less structured episode format. These coffee chats are really about just sharing the truth of some of the themes that I've navigated in my life and then hearing that reflected in your experiences it's also very validating for me and I hope that you found it to be validating and what I will say is 
you know, I, I briefly touched on this, but of course, don't be hard on yourself if you're finding the transition hard, but also know that it can get better and you obviously made the decision to move somewhere new or are thinking about moving somewhere new for a reason and trust that and trust that although it may feel uncomfortable right now, that it can turn into something beautiful and transformational and you can form community in a new space because there are so many other people in your situation and I have so many responses that I didn't read but I hope that it's validating to hear that you're not alone and I hope that you find peace and comfort in some of the words shared and some of the experiences shared in this episode so I will leave it at that for today I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day let me know if you have any questions or comments on this episode feel free to dm me as always and I will see you in next week's episode Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.